Unarmored Talk podcast, episode number 10, Marriage and PTSD, My Toughest Challenge as a Wife, hosted by Mario P. Fields, with today's guest, Anna Summer, Chief Editor at Global Inspirational Speakers and wife of a Marine, retired. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk podcast, where we will have real life conversations that helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're going to do this is by gaining a better understanding of how feelings, emotions, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal or professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is Anna Summer, who, by the way, is the chief editor of Global inspirational speakers and she has some other professions that she she's uh, doing great in and she's also been married to a marine for 16 years anna please tell the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself hi thank you so much for having me um like you said uh, my name's anna i've been married to my husband for 16 years and he just retired from the re- from the marine corps after congratulations thank you thank you uh, so now we're just kind of moving into a, a new phase of life. Uh, we have two kids that are eight and 10. Um, he's going back to school. I, uh, I work in higher education. Um, I'm also a yoga and meditation teacher. And then last but not least, I'm our chief editor. So I do a lot of writing and editing as well. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And thank you. Thank you for your service. You, you know, oh. I, I, although he was the Marine, I know you had to endure a lot of the challenges with being married to a service member. Yeah. And, and with that said, let's jump right into the topic. So, <laughs> yes. so out of all the challenges and dynamics and complexities associated with a relationship, let alone a marriage, what was your toughest challenge? Uh, for me personally, it was uh, navigating the, the path of PTSD. Hmm. So my husband um, had eight um, deployments, wow. five combat deployments, um, two uh, Black Sea rotations, and then a 14-month uh, stint in the UAE. Mm. And he was injured during one of his combat deployments. Um, and from just the, the web of his career and his injury, um, he developed anxiety, depression, PTSD, and that had a huge impact on me and our family. Wow. And, I, and I'm assuming <laughs> that those appointments weren't short ones. And No, uh, no, they were pretty long. Um, he had the first four years of our marriage, he deployed three times. So wow. he was pretty much gone. Um, and for anyone who's not familiar with military life, the leading up to the deployment is all kinds of training and um, mm. gone, they're in and out for several weeks leading up to deployment. So, you know, your, your deployment takes a good, um, seven, eight months. And then you have a couple months of training before that. So you're right. really seeing them a couple months out of the year. So it was, a, wow. yeah. You, you know, so, so you mentioned the toughest challenge was dealing with the PTSD per se, you know, and that's, that's interesting. It wasn't saying goodbye, it wasn't worrying about him, you know, potentially not coming back, but it was mm-hmm. it was dealing with the PTSD. Let's talk about that. What why is why was that the toughest? Um, I think I think because it's still so untalked about. Um, mm-hmm. such a complex 
intricate layered web of, of stuff. And it's so hard to narrow it down to like, this is what's going on. Um, and we had, I'll talk about it in a minute. We had several instances where I was like, whoa, like this is full on PTSD. Something's happening here. And can, can you give us an example? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So uh, I was seven months pregnant. My daughter was two. Mm. Um, he, we were leading up to another deployment. Um, he actually deployed just a few weeks after our son was born. And um, he went out with the boys one night as Marines do. <laughs> um, and that was a, that was an ongoing issue for us as well. Like there was a lot of, of dealing with things with alcohol. Right. Um, and so he went out one night, I got a call about two or three in the morning um, from a cab driver about 45 minutes away from where I lived saying that she had picked him up, tried to take him to his location and he attempted to assault her in the cab and then passed out. Wow. He's like, what do you want me to do with him? And I said, I, <laughs> I said, I don't know. And I just burst into tears. And I said, I, my daughter is two and she's sleeping and I'm seven months pregnant. Like I can't come get him. Um, and I begged her to drive him back to our house and paid her a good sum of money to do so. Wow. So here, so here you are. Seven months pregnant, you have a two-year-old. It's mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's late at night or is it early in the morning? It's like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah three. Why? Middle of the night. Three, three in the morning. You get yeah. this. You get this phone call from a woman. Yeah. Who's who says she's a cab driver that says, yeah. "What do you want me to do with your husband? Because yeah. he tried to assault me, and he is like passed out." Wow. Yeah. So how did you navigate from there? Um, it was a mix of things. I was super angry because this wasn't the first right. instance of me getting called at three in the morning for something. Um, and I was worried, of course, uh, when she dropped him off, he was passed out on our driveway and I was trying to wake him up and, and he's a big guy and I'm right pregnant at this point. So I can't carry him on a good day, let alone when I'm pregnant, I'm trying to get him in the house and he jumps awake and is hunched down by this. We had a retaining wall in our driveway and he's mm. hunched down and he pulls me down and he's yelling at me to get down, get down, get down. That it's not. Wow. And I didn't have like context for what was happening. I couldn't, I couldn't understand what he was talking about. And I was mad. And I was like, you're just being a drunk idiot. Like, right. this is stupid. And I'm trying to get up and he pulls me down and he's telling me that there are Afghan soldiers Mm. Afghani soldiers on our front porch and it's not safe and we can't we can't go there and we have to secure the perimeter and all this you know I'm assuming natural like infantry lingo going on right and I like something in me clicked and this was this was the first instance where he was doing something like this mm. and I remember looking into his eyes and they were just glassed over and he looked like a hologram to me like I couldn't find my husband in this person who Man. was in there and he's talking and, and gibberish and mumbling things and telling me to get down. And I just sat there completely frozen. I mean, I felt, I felt a flash of hot and the inside of me was just completely frozen in terror because I knew I did not know how to navigate this. Like this was right. far beyond him going out and getting a little crazy drunk um, or doing something stupid. And yeah. 
and I just, I just cried. Like I just sat there um, in tears because I, I was lost and I was like, we need help. And I don't know how, I don't even know who to ask or. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was going to bring up. You know, here you are, you're in just this very unfamiliar situation. You know, what was yeah. your, you know, support network resources? I mean, who, did you even have them as far as dealing with, with your husband and PTSD? I really didn't. Um, at the time of his injury, um, it was right when Wounded Warrior was was getting up and running. Okay, so, yeah. you know, kind of at a larger scale, the military and other, you know, the world was recognizing that, like, there's more going on with these guys when they're coming home and we need to get some resources available to them. Um, but that wasn't necessarily up and running enough for him to take advantage of it at the time. So right. when he was injured, it was basically go home and come back when you feel better. And there was nothing really available for him. Every time I tried to talk about things or get resources or ask the VA or anybody, I would get like a small pamphlet that said signs to look for with PTSD, which yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, hmm. I, I kind of had this mindset and, and this is to my own detriment of, I just didn't talk about it. I just felt like I had to deal with it on my own. I had to fix it by myself. Um, and I think um, a lot of when a lot of guys come home and they think like, oh, I just have to deal with this on my own or figure out a way through this. A lot of times the spouses can kind of take on that mindset of, as well as like, I just mm. kind of have to, to try to navigate this or try to get help or try to talk with him. Um, so you so essentially without knowing you started to isolate yourself. 100%. Just like he did. And you, yep. you so instead of being the opposite mm-hmm. of, of your husband, you actually started to your behavior started to uh, mimic his. Yeah, I didn't wow. talk about it really with my family. Um, I didn't talk mm. about it with his family. Um, I think they probably had inklings that things were going on, but we didn't live near family. We lived 45 minutes away from base. Um, so we were pretty isolated and yeah. I, you know, I worked remotely. So I worked from home and I had two small kids. So my world kind of just became wow. about, I, I avoided a lot of it by diving into work in my kids. And I said, I'm just going to focus on these things. And then, you know, this is kind of over here. And I, I did, you know, exactly what he did. I just compartmentalized it and put it over here <laughs> And didn't really want to deal with it for a really long time. And we had a really rocky, rocky few years. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you, you know, how many times did you wake up and you go, this is not what I signed up for. This is not the man that I married. I think I'm going to quit. You know, your emotions oh, yeah. are up, your depression, your emotions are up. And you're like, yeah. I'm, I, I want to leave. Well, how, yeah. how, how, did, how many times did that happen? Uh, several, several. Yeah. We got to the point where we separated um, for a year. And as, you know, as luck would have it, um, after, uh, just a few years ago, his last, um, stint in the military, he was assigned to work at wounded warrior battalion. Wow. (laughs) So we, we went to Hawaii, he started working there and, um, that's where things really started to turn around for us. And it was a rough, it was a rough three years. We separated for a year 
Um, he went through uh, an intensive outpatient treatment program. I went through counseling. Uh, you know, we did some things together um, and we were able to kind of work through a lot of it, but it was, it was rough. It was really rough. You know, Anna, and that's, that's, I, I like how you highlighted how your emotions were driving you to leave, mm -hmm. but, but you applied thought, right. And, and said, okay, I got my emotions, but the thoughtful direction is to work through this to see if we can get through this together as a team and whatever it takes. And that's commendable. Um, anytime during this, this ch major challenge in your marriage, did alcohol come into play for you? For me, no. And I, and I look back over it and think, what were my coping strategies? Right. Um, and mine were just more on the, the end of the spectrum that were considered healthy. So I dove into becoming a yoga like teacher. I became a meditation teacher. I dove into being a mom and having young kids. Um, I avoided a lot. You know, I would, I would get through the day and I would go to bed at like eight o'clock at night right? and sleep. And that was sleeping was probably my main coping mechanism. You know, I definitely had depression. I had anxiety. Um, and I, I just dealt with it in ways that weren't, um, yeah. Socially detrimental. And, you know, <laughs> you, you know, that's amazing, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you you all heard it from Anna Summer, her coping mechanisms. And she had a choice to make, but she chose a healthy route that sleep a little bit more, you know, go do some yoga. But bottom line, healthy choices to get through the, the most challenging moment and phase in her marriage. Anna. that's mm -hmm. that is amazing. Is there is there anything else you want to leave the viewers and listeners in regards to, to your story? Um, I would, I would say that for anyone dealing with anything similar to this, it's such a layered and complex and muddled thing to navigate through that you're going to need help. Um, don't do what I did. Don't isolate, get help, <laughs> keep advocating for yourself. Um, keep advocating for your family. Um, keep working through, keep working through it. Even when you want to give up or quit, um, keep trying to find ways to communicate um, because whether you're together or apart or however it is, like you right. still, you still are a family. You know, that was always my goal with my husband is that, whether we end up staying together or we separate or whatever, we're still parents. Um, we're still a family. So we need to learn how to communicate um, better than we have been and work through issues better than we have been. Wow. Yeah. Well, Hey, lead no with matter, kindness. Yeah. We say with, with kindness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you never know what somebody is going through. Um, a lot of his PTSD showed up in just being angry being annoyed by everything, thinking that I was um, the problem and I was in the way and, and just kind of being annoyed at me and, and little things like that. Um, angry outbursts or, you know, avoiding me or right. you know, things like that. So sometimes these things don't show up in, you know, the big dramatic events that, that we have had. Sometimes they show up in little everyday things and it just looks like this person is, is being mean or, you know, being crass or whatever, but there's so much going on underneath that you just, 
um, it, it looks different on the outside that it does on the inside. And so if you lead with kindness and, and assume that, that what they're dealing with on the inside, um, the level of pain that's going on on the inside mirrors the behavior that you're seeing on the outside. And if you can see that and understand that and try to lead with kindness, um, you know, it helps. Well, you're amazing, Anna, and I am blessed that you were able to come on the show and, and, and uh, remove your armor to talk about a, a very touchy, emotional topic uh, where you demonstrated thought and, you know, applying thought was able to get you guys to 16 years successfully. Yeah. <laughs> He's retired and now you guys have made it through that storm, right? Yeah, we sure have. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I'll see you later. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Unarmored Talk podcast. Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC, a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.